All right, welcome to this episode of Recursive, everyone. This is our eighth episode, and today we are going to have our first guest on Recursive, which is oh, amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah, exciting stuff. Uh, yeah, it's a friend of mine from uh, a long time back. But before we get into that, let's just catch up. What's been going on since the last episode? A lot, really, a lot. So I'm back in the Netherlands right now for like two and a half weeks, and it's been a lot of uh, uh, fun, uh, social activities with the wedding uh, as a focal point. I was the best man, so uh, had a lot of duties as well there, additional duties, and everything became a, a time crunch in the end because things somehow needed to change, and it was uh, stressful. But I'm, I'm actually. Uh, um, Grateful that the stress also gives you the good feeling when things play out the way you want them to be, and yeah. you know had a blast overall. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been good. And um, in tech-wise, uh, you know the prod the, the the gift we're giving them was a website I created myself right, with the right. help of with the help of them with the parents and uh, all the relatives. Was it appreciated? Yeah, they did. Yeah. So the thing is, uh, the father presented it during a speech. It was really mm. well done, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's, it's going to be good, and it's actually going to be an ongoing thing. So I'm going to add more pictures from the wedding to it ah, as well. Nice, so it's nice. going to be like a more yeah. natural, uh, organic uh, product. There. That's awesome, man. Yeah, man. So that's uh, that's for me actually. In, uh, in so when was the when was the wedding? Was it? Uh, it was or? last Friday. It was last oh, Friday. Okay. But there was a pre-wedding day as well. Like Thursday was a beach party. And then mm. on Saturday, there was a brunch. So there was a lot of uh, party there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was nice. totally, it was nice. And I could see everyone being happy, you know, best man, the, 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 the groom. And um, I mean, the people who got married, are, uh, they were high in emotion in a good way, right? Yeah, Not stressed. I can imagine. Really, yeah, it was, uh, it was something. Definitely. Yeah. That's good. That's, yeah. that's super cool. Yeah. What about you, man? Yeah, it's been it's been going great. Um, I've been... Last weekend, I went to Westeros um, mm-hmm. to just hang out with the family, really. Uh, and uh, I played some golf in the nice weather. The weather has been absolutely stunning in Sweden over the yeah. last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um Met some old friends from high school, or from, yeah, no, what do you call it? Yeah, high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was super cool as well. Uh, yeah, and then I've just been, you know, working as usual. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, trying to get back into the groove of working out. Mm-hmm. I actually went and played some football the other day. All uh, right. Here in Stockholm, which was... Uh, like... Yeah, like how it was quite unusual. <laughs> yeah, like how many people to like eleven on eleven or like? Uh no, like seven on seven. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's um, fun. Um, but yeah, that was super fun. Ah. cool, man. You did tell me something yeah. that you had some experience playing football, but I never, I never experienced that whilst we know each other. So it's kind of like new for me. Yeah. I'm still curious. <laughs> like I'm into football, right? So I'm more curious. Like. Okay, how does he play? What's his favorite position and all of that? But <laughs> we'll get into that later or sometime, yeah, you know, um, sure. on another chat. But cool, man. Sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. that's about it. But uh, yeah, let's get Oscar on this call. Yes. So welcome, Oscar, to the pod. How are you doing? Thank you, thank you. 
Um, doing all right. Been a bit sick the last few days, but uh, other than that, uh, doing fine. Awesome. Uh, super cool to have you on the pod here as our first guest. Um, Happy to be here. So, do you want to, uh, you know, present yourself? How did you get into tech? What are you doing today, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah, sure. Um, so, I'm Oscar, and uh, about like almost 24 years old soon, um, later this year. But uh, I'm working currently as a software engineer for a company called Montonio. Uh, it's a fintech company uh, based in Tallinn, Estonia, and uh, we're kind of uh, offering a payment uh, checkout solution kind of for e-commerce. Um, currently, we're at like 6,000 merchants, uh, which we reached uh, recently, and that's a big milestone for us. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so basically, that's my, I guess, day-to-day job, what I do there. Cool. And then, uh, yeah. So uh, I guess I can go back a little bit, like uh, since you wanted to know, like how I started out and like how I got there. Mm, so I guess uh, to go really far back, uh, well, in terms of my life, it's not that far, but uh, <laughs> like it started, I guess, uh, in early, what's it called, upper secondary school. I don't know uh, exactly which, but like between uh, seventh and ninth grade, I guess, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Mm, this is where in school we got an assignment um, in the, for one of our classes that like, hey, you should present your dream or like your future vision for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you want to do in the future? And uh, that really got me thinking. I was like, okay, yeah, who do I really look, look up to in life? And it was pr- one of the people was like um, Mark Zuckerberg and Steve Jobs <laughs> and these people like uh, the most typical um, big names. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, uh, I looked a bit up like, or I had been following them for a while and it's like, okay, they're doing cool stuff. And, uh, I think uh, there was also an organization called uh, code.org and, mm. uh, they had made like some kind of, uh, compilation or promo video with like a bunch of these big names, like Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, um, the guy from Twitter, Jack, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't remember his Jack name. Dorsey. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they were just talking about like how good it is to learn how to code and like what a great skill it is to have and how this is the future. Mm, okay. Um, so they, they influenced you to. Yeah, to yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that was kind of my, I guess, big, uh, they were my big idols and this is how I like, I always started and like looked up to them in the beginning. Mm. So I presented my, uh, my dream there in class and I was like, okay, I'm going to work at Google one day. <laughs> this is my, uh, my dream. Right. Uh, and to do that, I'm first gonna go to uni after school, uh, or after uh, gymnasium and study computer science. And I already like picked out the unit and put it on the presentation and the actual program too. Um, huh. yeah. Dedicated. So yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It was a very, very detailed plan already up there in, uh, in like seventh grade or whatever it was. Um, but yeah, things took a quick turn after that. Mm, All right. So after, uh, like during these years, like seventh to ninth grade, that's also when I started experimenting myself and like, I don't know, building HTML, uh, websites, learning CSS, JavaScript and things like this. Uh, and I think I also started going to something called like Coder Dojo, um, at mm-hmm. the probably ninth grade, maybe, which mm-hmm. is like, a 
it's like a re reoccurring meetup, I guess, uh, where right. kids get taught how to code and there are like mentors and things like this. Mm. See, we're pretty early, early in the game, considering like eighth, ninth grade already going yeah, to meet up and so. that sort of <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think it was in ninth grade I went to this Coder Dojo for the first time, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. Um, but yeah, anyways, there uh, I got super inspired and uh, got some tips and ideas of like, what should I look into? How can I, you know, build what I want to build uh, with the current uh, skills I have? And uh, I also met some guy there that was working at uh, I think Spotify at the time or something like this and uh, hmm. that was also super inspiring to like see and hear from him like how life is and whatnot. Um, and the question here actually you said that you you were uh, uh, thought with the skills you had so anything prior right now was just self-thought and you didn't have any school uh, schooling for that just yet right everything was yeah. hobby yeah correct like we didn't have any programming in school whatsoever uh, they tried once uh, some kind of student hour where they taught Scratch, but uh, <laughs> it didn't really work out very long. Uh -huh. uh, mm, yeah, that's really yeah. cool. And then you went to a pretty, pretty modern high school, right? Yeah, Which I guess you could taught call it a modern, lot of. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was quite involved in tech and programming and that sort mm, of things. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so the high school that I went to uh, was kind of like a newer high school. It had only been operating for, I guess, two years, I think, uh, when uh, mm -hmm. my class started there. And uh, it was kind of, a, I guess, supposed to be like an on the edge high school where like, okay, they're collaborating with the big companies or big names in the industry um, because they were located in an area in Stockholm called Shista, which is kind of like, it's, it has been called like uh, the Silicon Valley of uh, Europe many times, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's because we have companies like Ericsson, which have a big offices there, like IBM, uh, Microsoft, and a bunch of other companies. Um, and the school had like collaboration with these companies, so that these companies would uh, once a week uh, on Thursdays in the afternoon have one of these uh, events called like Expert Thursdays, where one of their uh, people would come and like hold a presentation or workshop on some topic and the students could participate and like learn something new and actually like get an insight into the business and industry. Yeah, that sounds sounds like a dream to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 it was, uh, it was quite nice. Yeah, um, and I guess that's about the time when we met as well. Perhaps a few, yep. a couple, couple of years later, maybe. Yep, yep. Do you want to uh, tell I the story about that? Sure, sure. Uh, I think we met in, uh, I think I was in the second year of, uh, of high school. Uh, so second, uh, two mm -hmm. out of three years. And uh, there was going to be this uh, hackathon um, hosted by, I think there was an organization called Hack for Sweden, which is uh, yep. an organization that promotes uh, like usage of open data. So open data mm -hmm. that's provided by uh, municipalities and uh, different governmental bodies. Uh, so they were holding a yearly hackathon called Hack for Sweden. Mm -hmm. And uh, then me and my, uh, my buddy Anton, uh, who I also knew from high school, he, uh, or we were going to participate. And uh, we were like, okay, we need at least one more guy probably, uh, because it's going to be quite tough to be just two people. So we, 
I think we were in this Facebook group. I'm not exactly sure what the name was anymore, but uh, some Facebook group for uh, for programmers basically. Um, and there, uh, I think I don't know if we posted or we found you, Albin, somehow in uh, some comment. Maybe we saw that you have been active or something like this. And uh, I reached out to you, I think, and I was like, hey, you know, we're gonna be participating in this hackathon. It's uh, in a few days, I think. It was even that short notice. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you want to join us? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, I don't even think we talked much before. Actually, we just chatted on Facebook, and uh, then you yeah, showed up. Pretty uh, much. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it, just, yeah, it was super, uh, super cool. Yeah, I'm just curious. Like, w what year would this be? Two thousand. Mm, I think it was two thousand seventeen. Must have been, yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Something like yeah, that. somewhere cool. around that, and uh, yeah. I never, I didn't really know what a hackathon was even, to be honest. Like, mm -hmm. um, but then you know, you t you explained it to me, and <laughs> it sounded super super cool, and uh, right up my alley. So yeah, I just jumped on. Uh, I remember actually uh, a small side note. At that time, I think I had like a, yeah, I had like this old Lenovo laptop, uh, which I really didn't like. And I wanted to do, back back in those days, I was super into design. And I'd heard, you know, you, you really need a MacBook for, 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 you know, using the Sketch and the Adobe XD and whatever it was. So like in this two weeks period uh, between Oscar contacting me and the hackathon, I decided I, I need to get my first MacBook, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I just went on the, you know, Facebook Marketplace or, or a similar and just hunted for the cheapest possible one. And that, like, the day before the hackathon, I I, I managed to, to get one. <laughs> and I was super Oh, happy. that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the hackathon itself, like, how did it play out for you guys? Like, how... <laughs> Yeah, that's a experience. funny story actually too yeah uh, so uh, so basically uh, during the hackathon we had to pick some uh, one of the I guess challenges or uh, like things to uh, you know hone in on and I think uh, mm -hmm. we picked something about like helping uh, people learn about their culture or like the geographical area they're in so we came up with the idea called guide on demand mm, mm. and Basically, I think the idea was that, uh, honestly, I don't exactly remember what it was anymore, but I think at least <laughs> that it was to um, let people like, I don't know, get different tips and whatnot of things to do around them. So let's say, okay, you're going to Stockholm, uh, here are a bunch of things you should do and see, like an itinerary, basically. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that was the idea. So that's why it's called on demand. So you can basically get it anytime you want. Um, yeah. yeah. And Ooh, uh, yeah. We were not sure exactly how uh, what open APIs we were supposed to use for, uh, <laughs> that were available for this. Um, so basically, I think that it was a 24-hour hackathon, or actually, was it 48? Actually, it might have been 48. Um, Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I just remember not sleeping anything at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I felt uh, like shit afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, like at this time, we were probably like complete newbies compared to now. And we were really just uh, trying to piece things together. Yeah. And uh, towards like, I guess, the, I think it was 24. So let's say the last uh, 
uh, what is it, eight hours maybe or something like this. So during the night and up leading up until the morning, uh, we realized like shit, you know, uh, we, we have, don't have much <laughs> <laughs> to come with here. Uh, and then that's when we made a, let's say, executive decision that uh, <laughs> we were going to, we went with a previously existing uh, solution that uh, I and Anton, uh, my buddy who was also with us, uh, built uh, in another previous hackathon a few weeks back or something. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> so we decided to go with that uh, and we recorded the video for the judges and everything. And uh, yeah, it was super, super sketchy, uh, <laughs> but it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. really fun. Sounds like fun. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So what happened after the hackathon? Like you, st you kept in touch and, uh, you know, did the, the friendship or, yeah. you know. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think like, honestly, I'm not, it was so long ago, but uh, since Albin, he lived in Westeros, uh, so like, I guess an hour outside of Stockholm at the time, uh, or, or for many years after. So we weren't mm -hmm. really in touch that much, like we met up every once in a while, uh, but it was not that much frequent contact, as far as I know. Um, yeah, I don't know, Albin, you can maybe take this part. Yeah, I feel like there's a big, big uh, gap in memory between that and now. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I think we just kind of like, you know, linked up and uh, just sat together in coffee shops and hacked on stuff. Right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Talked online and um, I don't know. Did we go to more hackathons? Maybe. I don't mm. know. I don't know, actually. Probably not. Uh, but yeah, now now we both live like five minutes between each other <laughs> and uh, in the same city. Yeah. Um, well, not yeah, always. Yeah. yeah, but not always actually, because no. Fair. Exactly. You're a digital nomad, right? Yes. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe where are you now? I'm, 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 I have no idea why you are located right now, and like, uh, where have you well, been? Well, right. Yeah, right now I'm in uh, Stockholm. So um, mm -hmm. I've been here for like since January, pretty much, more or less. I've had some trips in between to Tallinn and to uh, Portugal, but uh, other than that, like mostly been here. Mm -hmm. um, but okay, yeah, like so before, yeah. Please, uh, uh, would like to hear more about your your journey into being a digital nomad, uh, since sure, that's sure. what you've been doing for the last few years. I feel like, how did yeah, that exactly. like, come about? Why did you choose to go that route? Uh, and mm -hmm. what's your experience with it? Right, right. Uh, sure. So I think it all started. I think it was 2019, so like a year after I graduated from high school. Um, in the spring there, around April, I decided to do an interrail thing. And mm -hmm. at the time, I was also working uh, for a company as a software developer called uh, Redmind. And uh, they allowed me to, I don't know, do this interrail while also working, kind of. So I was like, sure, let's do it. Uh, so I went on an interrail across um, a few different European countries. And in the process, also visited some uh, like working spaces, uh, like we work in Berlin and some other no-name co-working space in Budapest and whatnot. And uh, that's when it really like hit me, like, wow, this is so cool, uh, being able to work uh, while also seeing new places and meeting new people and just gaining many more new experiences than I would have at home. Um, so it all kind of started there. Yeah. 
Yeah, I actually have a question. So for me, uh, whilst I'm listening to you, I'm thinking like, okay, how do you get into the zone for, for, for coding, right? Because sometimes you have to have certain things. Uh, maybe you're not like that, but, you know, drinking a coffee gets you in the mood and then, you know, having your setup in a certain way and then you can get in there. But if it's always moving and everything, like how, how did that go for you? Like, uh, are you yeah. uh, that person? But yeah, yeah, that's a really oh, good yeah, question, person. actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a really good question. So during that first experience, during the interrail trip, uh, it actually was quite hard to uh, to get proper work done, uh, I must say, because uh, I had really no idea what I was doing in terms of like um, working while uh, being abroad and like especially in so many different locations I was in like each city maybe three to four days max uh, so it's a lot of moving and uh, mm -hmm. it's hard to like uh, acclimatize uh, to each new place and especially then to try to get into zone for working and getting some good work done so that was actually quite hard um, mm -hmm. I'm not super proud of the work that I uh, that I did during that trip but uh, the rest of it was fun um, but I can uh, share like more recently I guess on yeah, uh, how I managed to tackle this uh, issue. So like, I guess it was uh, mid 2021, like in the fall of 2021, I decided to go to Lisbon uh, for three months. So I moved there to uh, like different Airbnbs and whatnot. And uh, there I also discovered that, hey, you know, it's, uh, it's totally doable to move somewhere by yourself. And especially to like a city where the digital nomad community is so big so it's so easy to actually meet other people that are doing the same thing and sure you might end up in a bubble with like other expats um, you don't meet as many locals maybe but but still it's super cool to be able to do something like that and uh, just share different experiences with people and there also it was uh, i was working more or less the whole time um, remotely from there i still for redmind at the time and uh, I remember that uh, I had to move a lot because uh, I was not a good planner in terms of my Airbnbs and uh, <laughs> it was really expensive uh, at, uh, at that time on Airbnb and still is yeah. but I had to move a lot so in the beginning I stayed maybe 10 days at uh, one place and then I stayed like I don't know a week at another place and whatnot but in the end I ended up finding a place for like uh, one and a half months so like half of the time which was great. And there, when I found this uh, last place, that's when I could really like get settled in, uh, have my kind of routines. And uh, I actually ended up even uh, getting a monitor from like Facebook Marketplace or something. Uh, so I had like my, uh, my dining table uh, with the monitor and my keyboard and mouse and this uh, laptop stand basically for my laptop. And uh, so I would work, I guess, mostly from there uh, in the last uh, like weeks. And that's when I actually like managed to get some good work done because I could, you know, just be in the same place every day and like actually focus on uh, what I was yeah. doing. Um, yeah. And then also like co-working spaces do actually help a lot as well, uh, because there, you know, you have this dedicated environment that you can go to uh, and just really sit down and you have other people around you doing the same thing. And it's so much easier to just like get into focus mode and whatnot as compared to like coffee shops or something. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so you were working during the day and then during the night or your time off, you would just go out and you know experience the city or like. Do you have any? 
how did you prioritize that? Like, because in my imagination, you could be, I'm not gonna say you're, you're getting ex spent by work, right? But it just take you, uh, it can take you a lot of time or your, your, your um, mental energy is kind of, you know, depleted at some point. And then, you know, how do you still take full advantage of being at a new location where, you know, there's a nice palace or cultural mm -hmm. something right, you yeah. want to go to? Like, yeah. yeah, that's a good question. Uh, so in the beginning in Lisbon, for example, uh, I was really like, uh, I don't know what to say, uh, life or death mindset kind of where, you know, I was like, okay, after work, I'm going out, <laughs> I'm doing things because uh, I'm here, you know, what's the point of, I don't know, sitting at home, I'm not going to do anything in my Airbnb anyways. Um, so um, I was really fortunate actually uh, to like, I think it was two days after I moved to Lisbon, I went to a co-working meetup. Uh, it was a meetup that uh, at the time it was by the beach and one of these, uh, it was like a beach promenade and like restaurants along the beach and then one of them there was like a co-working meetup that day. And I, I remember there, you sending like, a picture from that place and it looked like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just uh, this ocean view and yeah, it looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, was here really in something. rainy Stockholm in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. So I was super fortunate there to uh, meet already like a few people and uh, we ended up like. I guess forming a group more or less uh, and these were the people that I, that I then like continued to hang out with for the rest of uh, my stay and uh, with these people luckily they were also kind of like into doing things they wanted to get out there and I don't know do a lot of things during the week so um, that's what we did basically uh, in the beginning at least a lot we were out like we went to these digital nomad meetups as well they were happening uh, at least like once a week we went to those and different events and whatnot it was super fun, but it was also quite exhausting, I must say, like, because some nights, uh, like, you would get home, I don't know, I would come at 1 a.m. maybe or something like this. Uh, and then, like, <laughs> getting, uh, sleeping and maybe trying to wake up at 9 a.m. the next day or maybe even before to make the, the stand up and whatnot. It was yeah. a bit rough, uh, especially if you're imagine. drinking as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so I, I didn't really do that for the whole period. Like I realized quite quickly, like, okay, I cannot be out very late all the time. And uh, especially not be drinking also all the time, because that's just going to have such negative impact on my work and the thing I can produce. So, uh, yeah, but that's really something you have to do anyways. Like you just have to get out there and uh, yeah. you'll find the balance eventually. And that's why also I recommend like staying longer than, I don't know, two weeks or one month, even in one place, because it's such a short time, like if you're working full time as well, uh, like you will also be tired from work and not always want to do something after work. And then you will just have the weekends, let's say. Uh, so it's not a lot of time if you're there for just one month. Okay. And, and um, so you go to a place, uh, how do you pick a place? Like, is it mm, like yeah. you throw a dart on the map or like, how do you, how do you um, come? Um, good globe. question. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, honestly, like, uh, I think a lot goes uh, from uh, like what I hear other people, uh, what they've been recommending. I l look at Reddit a lot, like there's a digital nomad subreddit. Uh, and then there's also this website called nomadlist.com um, by a guy called Peter Levels. And uh, it's a great site for like, it ranks like currently, okay, what are the most popular uh, nomad destinations around the world. Mm. 
We'll link it yeah, in so the guess, show notes as well. Yeah. Mm, I think that's uh, those are like my top two resources, I think. Um, yeah. And and um, so there's a community right now, right? You mentioned the Reddit then and everything, but mm -hmm. you also made friends back then in Portugal. Is there like uh, any, uh, do you like to go solo to a new place or you feel like you want to tag along with a group or how do you approach that? What's your mm -hmm. preference? Mm. That's also a good question because uh, it depends really a lot. I'm, uh, I guess, introverted by nature, but I can also be a little bit extroverted depending on the situation. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, when I went, like, for example, to Portugal uh, solo there in the beginning, I was honestly really scared. I was like, what the fuck did I just do? Uh, <laughs> like, was this really a smart idea uh, moving here, planning to stay for three months alone? Um, but then you know, I think it's just about these small moments where you have to decide to get out of your comfort zone. Like, for example, mm -hmm. going to this um, this co-working meetup just a few days after I arrived. Because uh, I was already there, like, uh, doubting, okay, maybe I shouldn't go to this, you know. Uh, it's already, it's early in the morning, it's a long ride there, blah, 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 blah. Like, these excuses. But, yeah. you know, I'm so happy that I actually decided to do it because that really, like, just snowballed into uh, meeting these people and then, you know, the rest of the stay being great. Mm -hmm. Awesome, yeah. But you're still in touch with them, or do you plan to do something with them? Or, um, yeah, the solo. Is it still solo for yeah. you, or do you prefer uh, groups, or how do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, more lately, like I've been leaning more towards doing uh, or traveling with people because I think mm -hmm. it's uh, fun uh, uh, sharing experiences and being able to, you know, uh, recall them later on and whatnot together. Uh, but also, uh, it can be exhausting to meet new people all the time uh, because mm. you're starting off from zero with every person like, hey, where are you from, blah, 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 blah. And it just yeah. goes like this. Um, that can be quite draining on the energy. So, and also uh, but yeah, this I can imagine you go to a new place and you know in two months, I'm not going to, I'm going to move away. I'm not going to have a relationship with these people anymore like the the investment you do in with like getting to know these people and building a relationship you know isn't it difficult since you know it's just going to disappear in a couple of months yeah yeah so that's a good point you made uh that's one thing you i mean it's easy to have this mindset that okay yeah sure i'm going to be leaving anyway so what's the point of investing time but it's still two months and you can uh, you can build some former relationships mm -hmm. in two months yeah. and uh you know if i guess think you just have to have a more positive outlook on it like okay i can try to build these relationships with these people and hopefully we can even you know stay in touch afterwards and uh most likely right. i will end up you know coming back to this place or maybe they'll be in some other place i'll be and you know uh since if you're both digital nomads or uh you know it's a high likelihood that you know you will end up being in the same place again sometime yeah uh, so very then true. again, in that time, when that happens, you don't have to start from scratch. So it, right. uh, it can benefit you anyways. Yeah, that's very true. Well, that's super cool to hear uh, about your, your experience with being a digital nomad. Uh, so what's, what are your plans for the future? Is this something you're going to continue doing or have you, have you uh, done it enough? What do you feel? Mm -hmm. 
No, no, definitely not enough. Uh, like I, I love traveling so much, uh, and it's made me realize it even more now that I've been like stationary in Stockholm for a while. Mm, so, my plans like for the future in terms of this, uh, I think this winter uh, that's coming up, uh, like I'm definitely not planning on spending it in Sweden because uh, it's horrible here in my opinion, <laughs> uh, with the cold and yeah. just darkness and everything. Mm, so sure I'm planning is. on. Uh, probably is trying to spend at least I would say five six months in this coming winter uh, somewhere else uh, maybe in multiple locations as well mm, so I'm thinking about going to Cape Town again in South Africa um, in the beginning of the winter and then maybe after that mm, going somewhere in uh, Europe maybe like in the new year because then it gets a bit warmer in this uh, in Portugal and like these southern European places mm. uh, yeah Nice. Yeah. And any uh, just one question, since I'm from the Netherlands, are you ever planning to visit the Netherlands, or how do you feel mm. about the Netherlands? Uh? <laughs> uh, yeah, I've actually been uh, to Amsterdam twice, uh, but mm. I don't know if that counts as the Netherlands because it's just the capital. But uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I definitely want to visit uh, the Netherlands and like see more yeah. of it as well. Uh, and Amsterdam, I think, is an amazing city. Uh, but it is, but it's the I cost; it's very high, and that's the downside to it. Yeah, I can recommend you some other places if you ever you feel like it, and you know you just ask me, and uh, I'll give you uh, some local. Oh, local! I'm not from that region, but you know, uh, being Dutch, maybe gives me mm -hmm. some uh, some insight there. But uh, yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I think uh, if uh, you don't have any more questions, Robert. Um, I think I uh, have a nice uh, image here for a nice uh, yeah viewpoint yeah. on uh, Oscar's experience, and he did sell it to me, kinda. He did <laughs> sell it to me, like being. Uh, are you tempted now? Yeah, I am. I mean, Portugal always has been on my list, especially during the winter time of Sweden. I'm like, you know, I need to get out there. Uh, yeah. Not South Africa. That's maybe too far. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oscar I guess it makes it easier like as well if you're single, because then. You don't really have anyone you have to travel with. You can just go to wherever you want. I suppose. That yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. A bit. Uh, but I can uh, like it's the best optimal thing is if you both if your significant other is also a digital nomad, then you know it's yeah, be, uh, yeah, of course. You know, easy flying. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> just but you just have to uh. align on plans. Like oh, we we want to go to this city, and if you're like both split yeah. between cities, then it's gonna be tricky. But outside of that, you know, it's gonna be yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Smooth flying. Yeah, nice. yeah. yeah. No, I have uh, no further questions. Uh, I like your story a lot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's an interesting one, definitely. Like how you rolled into it and how you've opened up yourself basically to the new experiences and that you look back at it with a big smile. Right? It's just uh, probably impacted you for the positive uh, as a person. And uh, it doesn't seem like you want to stop doing it just now, like you said, uh, which is uh, also inspiring. It's like, okay, there's something, uh, you struck gold there for yourself, probably, right? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been a huge uh, impact on my personal development, for sure. Yeah, yeah. nice, nice. Cool. No, I, th I think, yeah. Well, talking about gold, sorry, talking about gold, I think th this is a nice segue, <laughs> right? Well, talking about gold, we have a section called Weekly Gems, you know, gold and gems, they, they fit well together. So uh, you had one, right, Oscar? You said so. You had mm -hmm. one. I hope you do too. I had, do yes, have sir. one, but I'd like to to sit back for a second here and uh, um, 
you know, collect my thoughts, which one I'm gonna focal uh, put out words. So, um, Alban, if you want to take it, or Oscar. Yeah, Oscar, go ahead. You're the guest. Mm. All right, sure. Yeah. Um, so I listened to an episode, uh, a podcast episode recently uh, with the Tim Ferriss podcast, and uh, there was one episode he did recently with a guy called Derek Sivers. Uh, he's mm -hmm. done a few with him in the past as well, but he's a really cool guy. And they talked a lot about this thing called uh, tech independence. Uh, and Derek is really into it recently. And basically it, and what it entails is like owning your data, basically owning your own uh, resources. Uh, so for example, uh, Derek, he said that he's been, he hosts his own email more or less. Yeah, he has mm. his own like uh, file server or like let's say Dropbox for himself uh, that he self-hosts. So he owns all of his own files and they're not in the cloud somewhere. And then what else? Like notes, contacts, calendars, also self-hosted and cool. uh, his own website, you know, all of these things. And I think it's it sounds uh, like right up your alley, Robert. <laughs> well, it does. I just have a question. So that uh, means self-host. It means an actual server in his home, like not not at, at any of those cloud providers, because then you're, you're mm -hmm. like you said, it's not in the cloud, right? Yeah. So uh, apparently, what he does is he has one uh, VPS or something. In uh, I guess it it does not. I'm not sure if it counts as a cloud provider, but still, it's a VPS uh, that he pays for somewhere. But then he also has uh, some Lenovo laptop or something at home that acts as a kind of backup of this. So they're like running rsync, uh, which is a command to mm. kind of sync all the files between them, uh, yeah. I think, uh, at different intervals. And then he will always have like a hard copy of everything in his home. Okay. That does sound interesting. You're right about that, Alvin. Yeah, you're yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, super, uh, cool, if uh, you wanna... super cool weekly gem. We will link the, the episode in the show notes. Yeah, there's also uh, on his website, siv.rs, uh, siv.rs, uh, you can uh, read more about, he has a page there where he actually tells you how to set everything up as well if you want to set this up for yourself. What's the address? Uh, sive.rs, so sivers, basically. Uh, okay. Yeah. Ah, cool. Yeah, that sounds, uh, sounds interesting. Um, yeah, I can uh, go ahead with my weekly gem, uh, which is it's kind of a two-in-one, uh, but basically there's it's a YouTube channel called Top Jaw, uh, and it's a group of guys who basically travel around the world, and they test like the best restaurants and the best bars in pretty much like every city in Europe and. Uh, they've also started doing some in the US. Uh, and their most recent episodes are from Stockholm, in fact. Uh, so it's super cool to see all of these places that I haven't been to, uh, but like how excited they are about these places and uh, how good of a food and like bar scene we have in Stockholm. Uh, so that's, I really rec recommend watching that video and uh, also if you live in stockholm try out these places as well uh, it all looks very good i have been to some of them um, but uh, i have uh, uh, more to visit so that's my weekly gem i will link both of the it's like a part one and part two uh, episode i will link them in the show notes as well that's oh, yeah. interesting yeah 
Yeah. I've seen so uh, quite a few of their so episodes and uh, yeah, I can also recommend. It's a really good channel. Yeah. Nice, nice, yeah. Um, so mine is, uh, it was a very practical, of, it's a very, of very practical nature. So uh, I was part of a wedding. I was the best man, ceremony master. It's, I had a lot of duties there. And, uh, you know, uh, at last moment in time, I was being told that I needed to do something with the music. And I was like, okay, so which songs? And uh, one song wasn't on Spotify or something. And, okay, it was on YouTube. But, you know, playing it on YouTube, you don't want to have the ads playing all around <laughs> the, the, the room. And everyone was like, okay, what the hell is going on here? Uh, so I have this... Uh, uh, plug-in in my Safari, which is a YouTube uh, cleaner vinegar, it's called. And mm -hmm. uh, what it does, it transforms the YouTube player into an HTML5 player, so there's no ads ever. I've been using that for a while now, and this was a, uh, a lifesaver back then. Uh, I mean, I could have taken YouTube Premium and whatnot, but that, you know, it's a subscription way more expensive than this one-time purchase of like a take two euro app. I don't know, I think it's hmm. about that region. Cool. Uh, yeah, that saved my life and uh, yeah, it comes highly recommended nowadays uh, if you're using Safari uh, sometimes, yeah. We all use Arc nowadays, Robert. <laughs> oh, that's true, it's true, it's true, yeah. yeah. But maybe they, they have uh, an extension as well? I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer if, uh, if they see the growth, right? Yeah, they should yeah. Uh, yeah, come to the dark side. <laughs> or arc side sorry come to the arc oh, side yeah, so that's a good one misspoke mix misspoke yeah so that was mine yeah yeah all right i think that's about it thank you um, so much oscar for uh, jumping on this uh, podcast and being thank our you. first guest it's been an honor and thank you for uh, having me yeah do you want to shout out something any uh, sure. I I uh, yes, um, we just launched this week Montonio 2.0, so uh, the latest release of our, uh, uh, I guess, uh, e-commerce uh, platform. And uh, yeah, check it out. Great card fees, you know, just upgraded everything. Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, yeah, let's get out of here. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Recursive. Um, you can get in touch uh, by emailing us at recursivepod at gmail.com or you can just uh, get in touch through Twitter at uh, Albin Johan or at RTGS, is that right? No, it's my, na it's my name flipped, so it's hard to spell. I'll, uh, we'll link it in the show notes. <laughs> this is uh, hard to pronounce. It's kind of like Signal Reuter or something like that. It's, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. it's, it's a funky one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, that's been it. See you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank bye -bye. you. Bye-bye.